It is. How do you do? Welcome back to the program. I was away. I had a couple of trips. But I'm back with you for most of May. Oh, and it's Mom's Day. Happy day to all you mamas. Mamas come in many forms, by the way. Thank you to our sponsor, Coleman Rogers Photography, online, ColemanRogersPhotography.com. Brand new music, Paper Tigers, Pet Fox, Babes. Radio Compass, Mini Beast, a bunch of jerks, Bird Language, Michael Boezzi. I'm going with that. Erica Mantone in the interview, and I'll play a couple more off her brandy new EP to be released this Tuesday. I may have asked for this. Oh, and this is part of the show that I don't like to do. I will play music from both the Rationales and the Damn Personals. David Mirabella of The Rationales and Michael Gill, who played with Dan Personals back in the day, uh, they both passed away within one week of each other. To say this is a very heavy time is a massive understatement. So bear with me. There is some good news. Uh, Blue is coming back to Boston to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Redhead with a show at the Sinclair on August 27th. Tickets are on sale now. Something to look forward to. I won't go Hollywood. Are you sure? It's Boston Emissions.
just want someone to adore So stop me if you've heard this one before
Emissions, brand new music, Pet Fox. They call that one stubborn. That comes from A Face in Your Life out everywhere June 17th. Folks from Avlov and Pale Hounds in Pet Fox. Paper Tiger's Portrait of a Scene, their new EP. I wish someone would have told me this sooner. Told you what? That EP is out May 20th, just in time for their Boston Calling performance on May 29th. Mm -hmm. We opened the show with Blue I Won't Go Hollywood off Redhead. He said he wouldn't go Hollywood, and then that's exactly the way he went. August 27th at the Sinclair in Cambridge. I would tell you how absolutely excited I am about that show. However, I will be out of town on August 27th, sadly. But Blue is going to guest on the show coming up. So Babes have brand new music from their self-titled LP out and available everywhere. It's too cool for pants. I feel exactly the same way. Sure, that ain't none of my goddamn mind. 
The pungent scent of freshly cut grass Wafted through the balmy summer evening air As I plowed the mower into the shaggy lawn I needed to finish by 7.22 Give me plenty of time to get inside For my favorite primetime animated adventure show Johnny Quest
emissions new music bunch of jerks lifts with your tits i can get behind that message they're definitely your uh good time kind of band next show friday may 13th friday the 13th with speed fossil and indonesian junk at the jungle in somerville we're at a new one an epic seven plus minutes from mini beast a few thoughts about thought crime in 1969 a title that i can appreciate from their release on ice mini beast headed up by peter prescott from bands like mission of burma volcano sons i know you've heard of them a new one off babe's brand new release too cool for pants their next show saturday may 14th with charmed and strange mr vertigo i think this is the first show for mr vertigo since we canceled our show in march of 2020 we were going to do a show in Manchester, New Hampshire. In fact, it was March 13th, 2020, when the entire world shut down. We had no idea what we were in for. On that show, Babes, Charmed and Strange, Mr. Vertigo, and the Jack Lights at the Junkle in Somerville. You can follow everything about the show online. BostonEmissions.com is the website. Everything lives there. And on socials at Boston Emissions. I was trying to think about when I first heard the rationales. Late 2000s, I started hosting Boston Emissions in 2008. And the band was probably 
about a year old, little baby rationales. And as I got more and more acquainted um, with the show as the host and who was making music in and around the city, the rationales definitely came right to the top. The rationales took part in the 2012 Rock and Roll Rumble, which was year two at TT's after we resurrected it from almost death when WBCN went away in 2009. That's another story for another time. Stick around, I'll get to it. There was another venue at the time that people really dug. It was called the Rosebud, and it was in Davis Square. And it was a hip spot for a little while, and that went away. And as things tend to happen in and around Boston, one goes away, a couple of others will crop up and enter radio. Radio was this little room in Inman Square. It eventually turned into Thunder Road, and now I think it's a pile of rubble in their building, some apartment buildings there. But at the time, it was amazing to have a new room. And as the venue was opening, I'm going to guess sometime in 2012. I'm not entirely sure. But based on some of the reviews I'm reading at therationales.com, 2012 was the year that bands started writing songs called radio. There are a number of bands that did it. And Rationales were one of those bands that wrote a song about radio, about the radio or Radio the Club. Never was really sure why the club was called radio. I didn't ask a lot of questions. There was also a meat slicer in the basement, something else I didn't really ask too much about. So in honor and in loving memory of David Mirabella, of course we're going to play some rationales on the show.
else didn't mention the rationales, a lot of the rationales, because there's so much of it, and it's just so very good. It's going to take a long time to work through this for a lot of people, to work through the losses that we've endured for the last, you know, days, weeks, and months in particular in our music community. A lot from the rationales that was drunk all the time from Dream of Fire 2014. Trade You, great song from Upstream from 2017. Take a Ride With Me, also off Upstream. All the while, that was a Keep Safe Boston 2014 song. Thank you so much to the band for contributing to that. 2014 was the inaugural Keep Safe Boston compilation. We now have several that are readily available. The first one was for Planned Parenthood and uh, Radio, their 2012 single, and it also landed on the 2014 Dream of Fire record. So yeah, going back to 2012, the days of radio, the venue, and, well, actual radio, when <laughs> we, when, you know, radio shows were on the FM. So yeah, David Mirabella, a phenomenal contributor to the music that has been made in the city throughout the last decade plus. Words don't often fail me, but in this instance, they certainly do. Bird Language are back with another single off their forthcoming 625 Days release. It's Clearhead, it's Boston Emissions. Oh, 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 
Emissions Brand New Music Radio Compass Salem Romantics Anyways, you probably can't hear this But there's like some devil messaging Backmasking at the end of that song It's saying like, drink milk Because, you know, if there was a devil message It would definitely be about getting more calcium in your diet Aloha their new release out May 20th, a release show. Next show, Friday, May 27th at Opus in Salem with Carissa Johnson and, oh, the humanity. New one from Michael Boezzi, Leaving, and Bird Language, Clearhead. And a lot, a lot, a lot of rationales. All right, my name is Angel Wood. This is Boston Emissions. It's a couple of ways you can hear this program. Sundays at 3 p.m. on Uncertain FM. You can donate to the cause, if you would like, go to patreon.com slash uncertainfm. The show also airs Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. Eastern because it is the internet and you can listen from anywhere and you can cover a lot of time zones. So thanks for being here. All right, in the interview, I welcome Erica Mantone to the show. Erica has been a very important player in the music community for a lot of years in various performances. Well, now she's stepping out into her own spotlight with the release of her brand's new EP. I may have asked for this. The EP available everywhere on Tuesday, May 10th. With the big EP release celebration Saturday night at the Berman Back Room in Somerville. Oh, we talked about a lot of things. There was definitely a lot on our minds. Hi. Hi there. Erica Mantone, you are releasing your baby. Six song EP. I have a lot of questions. Does this EP look and feel the way you first envisioned it, like 2019, 2020, when you were ramping up, embarking on this project? That's a great question. Uh, probably not. I'm going to say no. I don't, I don't even know what I envisioned a couple of years ago, but I don't think it, I have learned time and time again through this process to adapt and pivot as much as possible and yeah. sort of, you know, it's not, maybe not be what I expected, but whatever this person delivered or this other idea that came into play, it just seems to fit. So you just roll with it. Yeah. You're calling it, I may have asked for this. Now this, <laughs> that word this means a lot. What is it? What is this like right now? I think this for me is almost always the attention. Yeah. I'm not actually comfort. I know ever I, I, I get like, I feel like people perceive me as being kind of like boss lady. I hate that term boss lady, but you know what I mean? Like kind of take charge, gregarious, confident, but like, I'm actually not, I'm pretty introverted. <laughs> I'm just kind of extroverted introvert, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, getting that attention and praise is something I'm 
not always comfortable with. I get like, I get, I'm always like, thank you so much. And inside I'm like, yeah, hiding, you know? <laughs> so, uh, I get, I think that's what that part of that is. This is attention mm-hmm. right now. It is for sure. It's, it's like a weird thing for me to like talk to you and interview for people and have people, people be like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Or like, um, I don't, did you, I don't know if you happen to saw the clip of me singing with Barron's Whitfield on Friday night mm-hmm. for the hot stove, cool music thing. And like, Oram was like, Mike Oram was like, Oh my God, bleh! like totally <laughs> like lovely. Sounds and wonderful. just like Oram. <laughs> he was animated, <laughs> you know, and like for people to come up and be so like full of praise and, you know, adulation for all of this. And I'm like, so grateful and so humbled, but I'm just, I'm also like, Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I gotta, I gotta go. Thanks so much. I gotta go. It's difficult sometimes to take all that because you, you've been around, you've been performing with people as I'll say a support player. You definitely got recognized for those support roles that you have provided for people for being nominated for a Boston Music Award a couple of years in a row for being a session player. Now you're stepping out front. Yeah. But you have a good team. Let's talk a bit about the team that you have surrounded yourself with. You've been working a lot with the crew at Henley Row out of Stoneham, headed out by the delightful Dan Nicklin. Don't tell him I called him delightful. No one ever can say anything nice about Dan because he'll write it out for two years straight. <laughs> Let's talk about the process, what that was like. How did you at first come into the fold? How did it start working with Dan and the crew at Henley Row? I don't even know the story. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's so funny. This legitimately just came up in my Facebook memories today. So I think it was five or six years ago. What, I think when it was when Old Jack was recording Luck and Drive, mm-hmm. I think that's the album it's on. Anyway, I did a session. It was me and Jess Collins and Kelly, who used to sing with Old Jack. Right. Kelly Davis and power, whatever her last name is, her married last name. Anyway, Kelly um, Davis so power, we, Kelly Davis power. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> got it right. So like we were at Henley row and this is like, you know, right when Dan really made Henley row his own studio and I had never worked with him. I just got asked to do this session and it was utterly fascinating to watch him work. Mm-hmm. Like to see him produce is kind of a magical thing, honestly. And, you know, he doesn't, he won't sit there and like play an instrument and he won't even sit there and tell you what to sing, but you can like see how he hears music mm-hmm. and then like getting him to relay that, to get you to do what he wants you to do. It's, it's a really cool thing. And kind of, he, he's kind of a unicorn that way. You can see all um, the cylinders firing in that brain. You really can. Yeah. You know, as I started kind of singing more and more and becoming more visible in the music scene and he and I were kind of, you know, circulating in and out of shows and stuff, I just sort of had had it in my head that I wanted to work with him again. And I think at that point, there was one point, I'm pretty sure it was, I did a show with Nate singing a Janis Joplin cover. And he was like, I have to record you. And um, I've always been pretty reticent to make my own music. Um, but I was like, let's, okay, let's go for it. So we started the three of us, me, Nate and Dan started writing songs together. So it was almost a year of writing songs before we even started recording. <laughs> And how did that come for you? Were you more comfortable pen to paper, so to speak, than you, you've become increasingly more comfortable, of course, as a front person and stepping out there. Was, was that more comfortable for you in the beginning to, to write stuff before you went out front? Um, no, no, 
No. Yeah. Um, and I always, you know, I refer to myself a lot of the times through this, even the idea of being considered a musician as an accidental tourist. So, you know, you're like, were you more comfortable? No, the answer is I'm never comfortable. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I have to say that as I was doing session work is one thing, going into a studio and someone saying, sing this mm-hmm. and executing it the way they hear it and envision it is like a very comfortable zone for me. Mm-hmm. And then you have going, you go into and record your own songs and it's like just me and Dan or just me, Dan and Nate. And they're hearing something a little bit differently than the way you think you're singing it. And it becomes a really menial and arduous task to a point. And I realized that the only thing that would ever get me to the, the that jumping off the cliff where we're all getting happy about what I'm doing is I had to close my eyes and pretend I was performing. Okay. So it's yeah. like this weird kind of irony, not wanting to be a front person, but like the only way I feel like I can actually really sing is when I have people in front of me and I have that like mutual energy exchange happening. Mm-hmm. Cause that sounds hippie, <laughs> but it sounds right. I mean, that yeah. makes sense. It, it, it's, it's logical, small little radio anecdote. If you'll indulge me when, when we first, you know, as a, as a radio person, when we first started out, um, I remember having meetings with our program director, a boss, the boss man, the boss person, where they would pull out like a cardboard cutout of someone. Because you, when you're on the radio, you're sitting in an empty room. So talk about, you know, a different kind of energy. He <laughs> would pull out right. a cardboard cutout of a human and be like, you're talking to this person. So you get that mindset. You know, as a, a, you know, radio is a different kind of performance, but it's definitely a performance. So it's really interesting that you say that you close your eyes and you envision, you know, you're at a different place in time to have that same sort of energy and, and, you know, give that same sort of delivery and experience. So that's very cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, I do that with all the songs, even with the song, like when I'm, we've been rehearsing for the show. Yeah. I'm like, I, I actually said this at rehearsal. I go, okay, when I sing this song, I pretend I'm doing blah. Yeah. <laughs> give them this, you know, in this one, I am in front of a big band in a rig sparkly gown and it's 1940. <laughs> and in this one, I am, we're on a highway in Mississippi and it's a hot mm-hmm. summer day. Like mm-hmm. very, you, I, I, I hope that up. becomes, I hope that becomes part of the performance. No, it what a great I mean, setup. I do have the dress though. I should do that. What a, what a great setup even still like, okay. So when I wrote this song, I had just, I was really high and I just saw Stevie Nicks do stand back. That was actually really an experience, but this is your interview, not mine. No, I love that. I mean, um, I wouldn't want to get inspired by that situation. Yeah. Erica, what is your favorite song on the EP? What's the most enjoyable one for you to, I guess, perform? I mean, I haven't technically performed all of the songs yet, so it's mm-hmm. kind of hard to say yet. I th- and it's it's one of those things that whatever, when we were in the studio, whatever song we were working on became my favorite song in that moment. Yeah. I think that, but it's based on rehearsal the other night, Undone is the most fun to perform. And you can feel that like the whole band likes playing it. It's just, a, it's the most fun song on the EP by leaps and bounds. So mm-hmm. I think the one I'm kind of most proud of is way in the dark. And okay. that's because I wrote that one pretty much all by myself. Like it was, I brought it to Dan and Nate and said, here is this song mm-hmm. and here's how I hear it. And like, they kind of built around that. Whereas the rest of the songs were like mutually created together, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Just a very different process. So this was like mine. 
from beginning to end, you know? Absolutely. So this segment on Boston emissions has morphed into a couple of things. It's an interview segment. It's uh, you know, my way to virtually hang out with people because we haven't really been able to do that for a long time. <laughs> but in sort of the rebirth of the show and doing interviews again, um, I asked people, so I want to call it something. What do you want to call it? So it, it turned into Boston admissions. Okay. Don't love it, but everybody likes it more than me. So I'm going to go with it. So there, I, I decided to ask, not a gotcha question, because that's that's ridiculous, but maybe ask an artist something someone may not know about them. So I want to ask, this is sort of a two-parter, Erica. You ready? Yes. What did young Erica want grown-up Erica to be? When you were a, a, a little wee one, what were you thinking about your life might, the direction your life might go in? Um, I think that there's, it's sort of a three-parter. First of all, when I was a kid, I don't know about you, but I used to like be obsessed with um, Voltron. Okay. <laughs> um, and that was because it was like a soap opera. Mm-hmm. You know, like it had a storyline that was very soap opera. And whenever, and I'm just telling you this anecdotally because it's hilarious. Whenever I was, a, I just remember being a very little kid and imagining myself being like, you know, 23. And mm-hmm. I always look like an anime character in my head. <laughs> I didn't turn out like that. <laughs> um, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a lawyer and I wanted to be a, a rock star mm-hmm. um, and a mom. Mm-hmm. So I got like, I guess like, Sort of one out of three. You're not done yet. I'm not done. You're not done yet. I mean, the mom thing is kind of that ship kind of sailed, but um, I mean, it'd be pretty hard at my age to make that (laughs) thing. Hey, you know there are other. I'm no Halle Berry. (laughs) There, oh my good God Almighty, right? (laughs) Janice uh, Janet Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, I was just going to say that Janet Jackson too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I wanted to. I always wanted to be a singer. Um, I, I read in Tiger Beat magazine when I was 12 years old, that Martika singer of the hit song, Toy Soldier started voice lessons when she was 12. I started voice lessons when I was 12. So I just figured it was pretty much faded that that was what was going to (laughs) happen. Obviously. That's a great reference because I had uh, put that one away for a while, Toy Soldier. And I can now hear the song in my head. Maybe worth a cover visit. Maybe. It's a good, I mean, we've Maybe. done it. I, I've sung it before with, uh, you know, doing some Josh Yoki. I don't know if he's <laughs> Josh Pickering and his yeah. karaoke skills. Yeah. Um, he does. He does know probably every song ever written, I would guess. If he Close doesn't, he can figure it out in about to 30 seconds. Yeah. 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 It's kind of like an auto- autodidact of music chords, I think. <laughs> um, how about this one? What is some advice that you, grown-up Erica, would give to young Erica? Knowing what we know now. Um, yes, in fact, you should have gone to law school. <laughs> okay. I think it's, yeah, I guess it's like you look, you look great mm-hmm. and don't be so hard on yourself. Amen. You know, it's funny. You will appreciate this. I was looking at another Facebook memory today of the Prince show that we had done. So many, I don't know how many, like five, six years ago, whatever it was. And I remember when those pictures first came out and just berating myself and hating myself and like just doing all this negative self-talk about what I look like. And I looked at those pictures today and like, it's not a huge 
variation of weight difference. And, you know, as you know, I'm very open about my weight and my issues with it. And, but I was so hating on myself and I looked at, I'm like, damn girl, you look good. (laughs) And I think even five or six years ago, I wish five or six years ago, me would have been like, go you high five. You looked good on stage, you know? Right on. And you're doing things that so many people wish that they could do. Do you know how many people wish that they could be up there singing on a stage like that? So many people. I, I know. I know. Every, almost everyone I meet when I say I'm a singer, they're like, oh, I wish I could sing. And my first mm-hmm. instinct is to be like, anyone can sing. You know, can you sing like me? No, but I've been working on it for 35 years. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just a matter of taking that first step for a lot of people. It's getting over those fears, right? Realizing yeah. them and just trying... I don't think the fear, the stage fright, or those butterflies in your stomach ever really go away. They don't. I still get nervous. I've been, I've been literally monologuing what I'm going to say next Saturday (laughs) for months, for actual months in my car. Oh, I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, what if I say this? Oh, I could think about Mm -hmm. this. And don't forget to say that. You know, I'm always going to be nervous. I'm I'm Friday night, I like everyone kept talking to me and I was like, please do not talk to me before I sing with Barron's Whitfield right now. Please, God, don't yeah. talk to me anymore. I mean, some of our idols, we can even look to somebody like Barbara Streisand, who has suffered from stage fright for decades yeah. and readily yeah. admits it. Yeah. You're not, it, it doesn't go away. You learn, you learn how to use it to your advantage. Like no matter, I always, like, I, I don't like, pe- it's funny. I don't like people talking to me before I perform. Mm-hmm. Noted. <laughs> no, it's actually, I feel bad. Cause I think that's part of, <laughs> I, I feel like there's sometimes this t- sort of tough perception of me. Mm-hmm. And it's actually just that I'm actually thinking about what I am about to do. And I need to sort of be in that zone and it gets me mm-hmm. nervous to talk. <laughs> mm-hmm. Understand. Um, you know, but I, I have also learned to like, even I, I have that moment almost every single time I perform where I can like, I can feel the butterflies and I'll just be like, all right, adrenaline, do your magic and just let it go. And feed off of that. I do like, yeah. As soon as I sing that first note and I know I have it, I'm like that I'm good. Mm -hmm. Well, I may have asked for this. It's going to see the light of day this week. That's a great feeling. It has to be a great feeling considering everything that you've been up against for the last Two years. I mean, I, I remember this project. I got the Kickstarter funded in December of 2019. Yeah. See? We recorded like one and a half songs. See? And then L Pandemic came <laughs> That goddamn pandy. Well, the release show Saturday, May 14th, Burren yes. Backroom in Davis Square, Somerville. It's very, very close to being sold out. I will see you there. I know a lot of our friends who we love and haven't seen for a long time will be all together in that room. And it's very important. Yes, we've had a lot of sadness, but I'm grateful that we can actually come. We are allowed to come together now in a way that we haven't been able to do for the last couple of years. Yes, I'm very happy that this is, you know, everyone's sort of accepting the the risk mitigation or lack thereof and mm-hmm. accepting that that has to be sort of part of the protocol at this point. Mm-hmm. But I'm really happy that I'm going to get to like be in my, I hate that it's such a hippie term. I'm going to be in community with my people. Um, but <laughs> it's important. No, and, and it's, and it's, there's so much value in that that we're able to do it and that uh, we have these opportunities and thank you for helping make that happen. 
oh, well, I hope it does happen um, that mm-hmm. night. And I'm really looking forward to being around everyone. And just say, I have to say out of everything that's going on in my life right now, which is quite a lot because I moved and my dog's doing their heartworm thing. And mm-hmm. then we've had this recent loss. I'm the most Zen about this actual performance because I know it's just going to be my, like the people I love, or even if I don't know you, I'm probably going to love you anyway for being there. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Erica Mantone. Thank you so much. I'll see you Saturday night. Awesome. Okay. Sounds yeah. good. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Right. Bye.
Missions with Angel Wood. I can't control your story. Your science won't solve my heart. You can have all your theories, love. Ties us together or tears us apart. Boston Emissions, brand new music. Erica Mantone from the forthcoming. I may have asked for this. All right, so I had some room. I played three. Come around with that really nice saxophone bow to tie it up at the end. Way in the dark and undone. Next show, Erica Mantone EP release Saturday night. May 14th at the Burren Backroom in Somerville, Davis Square. Everything is linked at bostonemissions.com. I don't know the status of ticket sales at the moment. They could be gone. You'll have to go and find out. See you there. Boston Emissions Songs of the Week time. Every week I add brand new songs to the show. They get posted in the playlist at bostonemissions.com. I also post all the new songs in a poll where you can vote, get your song played more on the show, therefore get played more on other radio stations because I share this show with Uncertain FM and Bumblebee Radio and I share the Boston Emissions songs for the week top five with On the Town with Mikey D 
on 91.5 WMFO. So the opportunities, there are opportunities for you to be heard. And again, say it with me. Why is that bad? Time for this. Initiating launch sequence. A hearty thank you to Coleman Rogers Photography online, ColemanRogersPhotography.com, Boston Emissions Songs of the Week, the weekly top five at five. It's Michael Caine and the Morning Afters. Kid has lost his mind. Boston Emissions Songs of the Week, number five. my mind when I was 23 And my accent slipped every single time When I try to keep it close to me Cause I'm the one snatching defeat From the jaws of victory And I lost my mind when I was 23 When I met you and there was no turning back when the soldiers crushed our souls and the tensions all crashed And the worst I could do to you, you could do to me And I lost my mind when I was 33 And I lost my mind when I was 33 
Nation's Songs of the Week. It's 11 on a Monday night. I've got to study, but I got this on to write. I want to be back out in the crowd, playing hard, singing loud. It's that's why nuns
find a comfort in repeating I'm always dust in the wind I care before he hits the stage I'm failed supposedly looks at pictures of space I got to tell everyone like you said I should And why do I seem so concerned How people ain't no good I find the brightest and deadliest little flame in my life Not trying to stop it in life Not never said anything right Why you always got to Boston Emissions, brand new banger. Okay. Three weeks in a row. Yeah? Did I do my mouth right? Ah. Motel Black, Morning Hum. Number one again. Linnea's Garden School at two. Black Helicopter, Minstrel at three. Straight Pepper Diet, hard to understand, coming in at four. That's Dave Anthony of Nemus, Nemus on an undetermined hiatus. We'll leave it at that. And Michael Caine in the morning after has lost my mind. The playlist and the new poll where you can go and vote for this week's songs of the week at bostonemissions.com. You will hear the songs of the week Wednesday nights on On the Town with Mikey D, 91.5 WMFO at Tufts University in Medford, where eventually, I do believe, they will let human beings into the radio studio again. I don't know when that's going to happen. After all, it is now May. School year is just about a wrap. So could we say September, when On the Town with Mikey D, we'll be able to broadcast live from the studio again? Whatever the case... You have opportunities. 
to be heard. All right, I'm just about out of show. I do not like this part of being, mm, I don't know, a gatekeeper. I'm not really quite sure what to call myself. Uh, Somebody who supports and celebrates the bands from our music community from over the decades. I am lucky enough to have been playing music in this city for more than 20 years. And in doing so, you meet a lot of people and you gain new friends. And even though you don't see somebody for a long time, when you do see them again, it's wonderful. And you get to play catch up and talk about memories and what's going on in their lives. I don't know when the last time was that I saw Michael. I'm not sure. I've been thinking about it and I don't really know. But I know he was so beloved in this city. There's no other way to say it. I, along with so many other people, am in shock that Mike Gill is gone. But he was in the damn personals. And fuck yeah, I'm going to play some damn personals before we get out of here. We're going to open it up with the new, new, the damn personals. It's Boston Emissions.
positions the damn personals coast to coast from standing still in the USA. We heard the new new from Driver Driver. They did the Rock and Roll Rumble 20 years ago. There's video evidence of it on YouTube. I'll put it up at bostonadmissions.com. It's a great town we live in, full of really great people. That's what makes it so hard when you lose one of them. All right, one more. I'm going to close out. I'm going to close it out with this. Also a classic number. Tomorrow, God willing. There's a big message in that. The damn personals. Bye, everybody. Bye.
Hey, this is Joe Perry of Aerosmith, and this is the sound of Boston Emissions with Angela Wood.